Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I am your co-host, Melissa. And today we're going to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett season one, episode three. How about first we do a synopsis? We should do a quick description of the episode to get things started. Okay, that sounds like a plan. So our synopsis for episode three is Boba Fett must deal with two very different threats. The director of the episode was Robert Rodriguez, and the writer was once again John Favreau. Amazing. Love Robert Rodriguez. Excited to dive into this episode because there's a lot I liked and there's a lot to talk about. Um, but first, <laughs> how about we talk about some Star Wars news? Is there anything in the news you've seen lately? I feel like we should have like a little news intro, like da 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 da. <laughs> there should be something like that. NBC <laughs> Nightly News. I don't know. Like the Star Wars equivalent of that. Maybe that's something we should think about. That would actually be a lot of fun. We should think about that. Yeah. No, let's stay tuned. We might have to do something like that, Matt. That'd be fun. Star Wars news, though. I did see an interview going around on Twitter with Tamora Morrison, and he was just once again expressing his interest in playing Captain Rex. Once again, this is like the second or third time he said it and Commander Cody. So I thought that was like a neat little nugget. And I naturally, of course, will plug for that super hard because after this episode or after, I should say after last week's episode, I am like 100% convinced that I would just love his interpretation of Rex in live action. So I'm on board for that. I'm excited. I hope that comes to fruition, but it made me even more excited to see him still plugging for that. For sure. I totally agree. And I saw the fan artwork that some people did with like a mock-up of Tamar Morrison as Rex. And it's like, oh, that got me excited. Like we're definitely going to see that, I think, in Ahsoka. If we didn't, that would be absurd. Um, I agree. Because he's such a major part of Ahsoka's story. But seeing that like fan art that was circulating on social media a couple of days ago um, was awesome. So definitely excited for that. I'm glad he's talking about it. I mean, dude, he's going to be playing so many characters. Like he did not know what he, what he was getting into when he agreed to be Django in episode <laughs> no. two. Like he signed up for a lot and dude. there's so much more he can do, like just on and on and on in Star Wars stuff. So he has a, a pretty good career lined up for him for the foreseeable future. You could name like a million, like literally and figuratively clones that he could play. He could play Jesse, Kicks fives rex <laughs> like the list goes on and on and on and on and on so this guy is going to be in star wars till like the end of time but please yes disney put him in ahsoka please so that's good news in and of itself still no obi-wan trailer which Ugh. i'm not losing hope but i would just like even a poster would be nice you know just give us a tease um, or even just like, a, you know, I remember when I was younger, they don't really do this that much anymore, but teaser trailers were like a huge thing where like you didn't really show any images from the show. And like teaser trailers now are like a minute and a half or two minutes long. But like when I was growing up, it was it'd be a, a 30 second thing and it would just like have an audio clip from the show or like the movie. And then it would show like the logo of the show. I'd even be happy for something like that, <laughs> for something like that. Um, so I'm not asking for much, I don't think. But that's the one that like I want to hear some developments there because it's been pretty quiet. Actually, also more Star Wars news is Mandalorian season three is officially like filming. And so I know there were some delays with production, but hopefully that doesn't delay the release date or anything. Um, we still got plenty of time until that comes out. That won't be till December of this year. But that's really exciting. It's been, it's been trending on Twitter and stuff. And I was looking through uh, today. I think it was even trending. And I was looking at some of the 
artwork, the some some scenes, some clips, some just like stills from Mando season two, and I just remembered like how awesome that season of TV was, and like it made me miss uh, miss that from last year because it was such a fun season of TV to watch, and I'm just bummed that we didn't have a show at the time because like. God, I wish we would have had my reactions to some of those, yeah, some of I those know, reveals man. and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, the third season's coming out, so we'll have an opportunity to do that too. And then I'm sure there'll be some big reveals um, in Book of Boba Fett too. I think we're well on our way. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to have some episodes where it's just going to be some storytelling, which is really what this episode was. Some people really hated it, thought it was a hot pile of garbage, which I don't think is super fair, but. Yeah, let's dive in. Like, what are your thoughts on the episode? And then um, I have some notes as well. So I'm going into this episode totally blank. I did not write up any show notes. And full disclosure, I have seen this episode all the way through once, and I got halfway through a rewatch. So, like, I I have more than one impression, but not more than one impression of, like, the entire episode. But I think I'll agree with you straight off the bat. Like, there were some really great things about this episode, and then there were some not so great things, which I think where a lot of the criticism is coming from in the fandom right now. I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm really liking the dynamic between Boba and uh, Fennec a lot because yeah. it's, it's like, I don't want to say like they're married, but they act very <laughs> married in some scenes, you know, like, cause like she even, she gets a new title in this, like the robot refers to her as Mistress Shand. It's not like Ooh, kinky. <laughs> it's no longer it's no longer like like just fennec shand she's like mistress shand i'm like okay there's not a marriage dynamic here but there's totally a marriage dynamic here with that well there's like a respect between the two of them right you know like she really respects him and as a bounty hunter and then like obviously is in debt to him for saving her life absolutely Um, so that dynamic's definitely there but yeah there is like a interesting (laughs) relationship that they have yes so that was a highlight of the episode for me is I really like their dynamic and it is based on mutual respect, which I really enjoyed a lot. I thought the stuff with black croissant. Yes, guys, we are sticking to that nickname and it's not going anywhere. Uh, was great. I loved that whole sequence. I, I thought like the brutality of his character in the, the fight scene against the power Rangers uh, was, was awesome. I really liked all the stuff with the rancor. Uh, I thought that was cool. You know, I don't know what the heck Danny Trey is doing in the show, but I thought it was cool that he was there. He was just playing. I'm here himself, for it. But, yeah. But uh, it, it was fun to see him. And uh, I liked all the stuff with the Rancor. I thought that was great. Love the huts. I think that's awesome. Really appreciated the deeper dive into the politics on Tatooine and the turf wars that are really starting to come to fruition. And Boba's like, oh, crap, I got to fight back, which was good storytelling. I liked that a lot. Going back to the Power Rangers, I wasn't crazy about them, and we can dive into this later. I felt like they they felt too modern. Like, it just really took me out of yeah. the episode. Like, I was like, okay, here's a show about Boba Fett, and then they came in, and it totally changed my perception of the episode, which I was not crazy about. And then the other thing that we can talk about, too, is uh, the death of the Tuscans, I thought happened way sooner than I thought it was yep. going to happen because I did kind of anticipate that this was going to be a thing that they were all going to be mass murdered. I thought it happened a little fast. And I think they were like, okay, they're dead. Now we're moving on. And I thought that was really weird how quickly that just like came and went. Um, yeah. I would have to say that out of the three episodes that we have had so far, this one is probably the weakest, but I do not think 
it was a hot flaming pile of garbage as a lot of fans are calling it right now. Yeah, it's not to say it's bad just because you have critiques for it. And I think this is something we need to kind of clear up with us and what our vibe is generally with our show. Mm -hmm. Like we are, we criticize, right? We're watching the show with a critical eye. We're both big Star Wars fans. It's not to say I don't like it. Like I like all all of Star Wars. At the end of the day, like it's love the prequels or hate them. I like them a lot. Like yes, there's some stinker moments in them like Jar Jar Binks and some of the dialogue is bad. And like, even with the new movies, there's bad stuff, but you can find good stuff in all of it. And like, that's what you and I are trying to do, but that doesn't mean you don't watch it without a critical eye and still like critique it. It doesn't mean I don't like the show. It doesn't mean I don't like Star Wars. It doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and be like, Oh, I hate this. I hate that. I hate, you know, like we're not trying to be negative here. Um, we're having fun. Okay. <laughs> so you're allowed to criticize. And I think some Star Wars fans get way too deep into it. And I think some Star Wars fans are too positive about a lot of it. And they're just, they love it no matter what. And we're, we're sitting here with just kind of in the middle, like, hey, I enjoy the content that's coming out of it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be mad about it. Except at the end of the day, it's just entertainment. It's a TV show, you know, so I'm not going to lose sleep over any of this. And actually, um, so I think I'm, I'm yeah, really happy. I'm really happy that you brought this up because I was kind of having the same thought is, there is nothing wrong with being critical of media and saying, you know what, like that could have been written better, that could have been executed better. But I think that there is a big difference between that and then like toxic negativity by saying like X actor should go kill themselves because they performed so horribly in that movie. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we do not say that here. That's not what we're doing. We're just looking yeah. at, okay, X actors performance in this movie was not the best, but I appreciated what they tried to do. You know, like, I don't yeah. think there's And like, you're, you're calling them Power Rangers in this, in this, in your critique. I'm like, that's because that's it's funny to say that, okay? It's funny. Sorry. Like, the first crit criticism I made of Star Wars on, it, in a public eye in, on the show was about the stupid, um, <laughs> the, the police in Bad Batch and like the sirens that they had. They sounded too human. Do I really care about that? No, I don't. But like, it's funny. Okay, to make observations like this. And we're saying what a lot of people are thinking. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think with this episode, I agree with you on pretty much everything. There's a couple other points I wanted to add. I think uh, the Camino flashback was awesome. That made me excited. Yes. Love being able to see young uh, Boba. And also made me think, and you can see this in my reaction video, are we going to see Django at some point in a flashback? Is yeah. that a possibility? Yeah. Um, that would be really cool to see him kind of come back. I'd love to see that character brought back and just see him again, because obviously Tamora Morrison is a man of many characters, even though they're all kind of the same. <laughs> so I would love to see that. I agree with you. Danny Trejo being in this was awesome as well. Love seeing another Rancor. Boba has a cute little relationship with his new pet, um, which it sounds like it's just going to get more and more deep, and he's going to you know, really kind of take on this Rancor to be his... his uh, sidekick next to Fennec. Um, I love the references in this episode as well. I like the references to like Dathomir, for example. Like that yes. was really cool. A nice little shout out there. References to the Pikes and the crime syndicates, um, the huts and like the, the, the development of the crime world, you know, like the turf war that we could potentially see coming in the underworld. Um, people are like, oh, we've seen Tatooine a million times. Yeah, dude, it's a big part of Star Wars. Like, I like Tatooine. I'm fine with it, you know, and it's who cares if we get to have some extra stories built up around this planet and like these really cool characters like the huts and like the pikes and like boba um to be able to see what's going on that's not like part of the skywalker story you know what i mean 
I thought the black croissant stuff, uh, he's so such a cool character. It was a little underwhelming, and I also think maybe he's a terrible bounty hunter because he should he could have just shot Boba in his back to tank. I don't know why that didn't happen. That was strange to me how he decides to open it up and like throw <laughs> throw him around. Also, the security at this place is terrible. Like you don't have security cameras. You don't have any kind of like security to like not let people in. That was strange to me. But a cool fight scene nonetheless. Like really good action sequence there. I totally agree with you on the Tuscan deaths. Really sad and it it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It, it was it wasn't a good um it was just too sudden. Can I add and something I think, to that real quick? Yeah. On on that topic, I definitely saw their deaths coming for sure. Like oh, yeah. it, it was it was very easy to tell that you're like, okay, he's spending too much time with them. He's building a relationship with them they're goners. Like it was not hard to get that vibe, but I just didn't think it was going to happen the third episode. in. I thought that was going to be like an episode six kind of thing. And, and maybe it's because they want to take the story in another direction and focus on something else in Boba's life, which I would completely understand, but it just felt, it was like, okay, you're dead. Bye. (laughs) I don't know. It, It just moved on way too quickly. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you on there. I just wanted to play off what you were saying. Um, no, I totally agree. I think, uh, I, I'm on the same page as you. It happened too early on in the episode. Like it probably should have happened. I'd, I mean, if you if you are gonna do it in this uh, episode, like maybe maybe make it happen like later on, like after he's been gone for a while, because it just felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, so I, this just wasn't as much of a like a uh, emotional type of feeling when that happens. Because I agree, it's like did kind of seem like it was coming, but it's just it was a little too sudden for me. Although I do think maybe the the female Tuscan's probably still alive, and maybe the kid, even though he yes. found the the staff from the kid, I think that would be a good possibility. I do think like killing some of those Tuscans, it's a great storytelling device. It's a great way to invest you more into what's happening and give more background to Boba and show how he's a human and you're humanizing him a bit more, which I I like that, but it's just the way it was presented in this episode, I think was, it could have been done a little bit better. I loved the the Easter egg too with Amy Sedaris. I always forget her name in Mando, but that was cool seeing her. It starts with a P or something. I I feel like. Um, Hold please. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) Amy Sedaris. Uh, oh, Peli Motto. That's what it is. Ah, right. Okay, I don't know so if I'm saying close. that right. But yeah, it starts with a P. Um, love seeing her. I thought that was an interesting uh, ad. Like, nice. Nice little head nod there. And uh, what else? The 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 Power Rangers stuff is obviously the, the, the low point of the episode, if I'm being honest. And like, look, you got to take risks. You got to do stuff. People were like, a lot of people criticized that, right? And I saw a lot of people who were like, Look, it's Star Wars. Like all the speeders are colored. You can't. It's like it's not about the colored speeders. Like take that out of it. It's just the way they were presented. These cyborg people things was not set up in in the best way. I don't think they're kind of hard to like, in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah. I thought their dialogue was weak. Like when we first meet them, when Boba's coming to like tell him what's up, I thought the dialogue there was just a little forced. It didn't seem supernatural. And um, the chase scene was just very corny. And <laughs> Star Wars is corny, but like it's in its own different way. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to um hard to articulate. But I say in my reaction video, it kind of felt like a Spy Kids movie or something. Like yeah. it just didn't feel it didn't feel natural. It felt very forced. Like the colors were were, were they were distracting, honestly. And like I looked at screenshots. Like people people kept obviously making memes about it, and you could see the four 
red, blue, green, yellow speeders. And you're like, that just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for some reason. Mm -hmm. But look, it's a swing and a miss. It's fine. It's like Jar Jar. Fine. It's, it's one part of this show that like, okay, I don't have to like that. You can like it all you want. And that's totally fine. It's not to say that the episode was bad though. Like it's one small part of it. So that's my basic thought on the whole thing. Um, Overall for the episode, I, I liked the world building a lot. Like it felt very Star Wars to me, minus a couple parts. And it it's setting up like something big to happen later. And the turf war element of things is awesome. I love being able to see the huts and like, you know, the, the humanizing of, of Boba. So all things considered, I, I did enjoy the episode. It's really it, it's gonna be tough to beat episode two. So yeah, I, agree. I didn't like it as much as that one. But that being said, I'm still I'm still happy with it, you know. Well, I'm going to pack it up, guys. Looks like we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the camera caught the the image of my sweatpants to show how unprofessional I look. But <laughs> that is, that's, yeah. Yep. To throw your meme back at you. Yep. 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 I mean, that's pretty much, there's really not a ton to like, there's really not tons, tons to say. I mean, I, I will disappointed that Black Croissant didn't stay man, he just lets you go. You hang out with him. You guys are both capable, young-ish bounty hunters. <laughs> like, I thought that was so up. weird. I thought that was so weird that they let him go because they let him go. And I was like, oh, that doesn't seem all right. That's just not a good idea because he's just trying to kill you, but all right. They let him go. And then he just runs off camera. I'm like, wait, why? You need people. Yeah. yeah. So that was a really weird. Yeah, he just runs off choice. into the sand. You know what I also thought too is, and, and I always think these things during my reaction videos, but I never, ever say them. And I need to get better about that because I'm like half trying to watch the episode, half trying to do a commentary. And so like, I don't always say my thoughts, but if Boba's trying to form this, this new army, so to speak, could we possibly see him recruit people from his past? Like maybe I could see that being a possibility where he's like, Oh, I know people, you know, and that, that there was that whole gang that he worked with in clone wars, you know, say for Ventress, who's dead by this point, but like, could he recruit some of them? I don't know. That seems like a possibility to me. But they do mention the Trandoshans very briefly um, in this episode at one point, but I think Bosk, obviously, so who knows what they're going to set up? I think, don't think all the Tuscans are dead. Um, I think a couple of them are going to be alive. I think we may be able to see a Django flashback. Um, bounty hunters, for sure. And then they did a little nod to the, the Mando season one, right? Um, yep. Pato Maguki, whatever her name was. Amy Sedaris. I'm just going to call her Amy Sedaris. Um, so I think we'll see more of that stuff and I think we'll see a Mando cameo at some point soon. So he could also be kind of part of Boba's helpful gang. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Let's just keep going. Sorry guys. We had some technical difficulties, so we had to briefly stop the episode and figure them out. Um, I actually don't know what we were saying, Matt. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, theories. Right. But we ended in the middle of a sentence, so I can't remember what that was but I don't think it really, really matters. I, was it about, oh, it was about the bounty hunters potentially yes. coming in. Yes. Maybe one of those bounty hunters being Bosk or Cad Bane, if he's still alive in this timeline. I think he might be, but I don't know because the timelines get really confusing in this show. 
So, I mean, I'm crossing fingers for some old faces to show up because I think that would be very likely, but you don't know at this point. I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Four episodes left? Uh, There are six total, I think. There's definitely a lot of possibilities as to what they can do. Again, I think that this show is going to help kind of be some glue between other Star Wars stories like Mando and Bad Batch and whatever else is uh, coming up in the pipe for for Star Wars. We've covered pretty much pretty much everything Um, for this episode. It wasn't like nothing groundbreaking. You know what I mean? I thought there was a lot of cool stuff this episode, minus the Power Rangers chase scene. I think you said that in your I watched your little uh, video on our, our page after I watched the after I did my reaction and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we thought the exact same thing. And I think a lot of people thought the same thing too. So uh, I'm glad we're not alone in that. So we jumped to some viewer questions. Yeah, we did actually get quite a few and I'm kind of surprised because whenever I post these last minute, I'm like, these are going to be a hit or a miss. <laughs> and so thank you guys for jumping on those questions so fast. So let me pull those up. Let's start with Anna's underscore art underscore atrocities. Anna says, not a thought, but watching Boba and Fennec adopt a punk rock gang brought me joy. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. They were like ravers, right? Like, I don't know. Have we seen them? Like, is there a name for these people? I I, I genuinely have never seen any, like, evidence of them appearing anywhere else in Star Wars. And I'm pretty sure that Wikipedia has a name for them by now. Um but this was like the first, I mean, there are many names for them. You could call them Power Rangers. You could call them Hot Topic Associates. You could call them Ravers. It just depends on what word makes you happiest. But yeah, it was an interesting choice in the story. And I'm not sure how good at defending Boba's honor these group of ragtag Power Ranger teens are going to be. So I thought it was a weird choice by Boba to be like, oh, hey, come be my protector and then they end up sucking at their job when fighting black croissants <laughs> yeah i thought their dialogue was a little cringy but they're um it'll be interesting to see if they have more people that they can recruit to to help out boba and i thought it was interesting how they brought him in that was a nice like it was a nice uh hmm, what's the way to put this it's like it was a nice idea way to show how boba like is is going to rule you know as to like he goes and tries to do the right thing and gets them to pay the guy back for the water and then he's like oh they can't pay and so instead of being like you know a tyrant about it he's like oh come work for me so i thought that was an interesting play on like how they brought him in it was a clever way to do it Um, yeah i mean i thought that was cool i mean the concept inherently it is an interesting concept i just don't think the execution was as good as it could have been yeah, you know, agree. with with because you know the the moisture farmer or whatever what the, what is that guy's name in the beginning? Is it Lortha Peel? It's something like that. I I don't think that's yeah. exactly correct, but that's like something like his name. He comes in and he's like, "Oh, a group of teen rogues stole my water," and he makes them out to be like these grungy, like like kind of almost evil, half human, half machine people. And so I was kind of getting excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like they're half machine. Are they going to be like part Darth Vader's? Like that would be so cool. And then we get to them and I'm like, oh, they're just Hot Topic Associates. Okay. (laughs) Like, So I was a little bit underwhelmed with that, but it was still enjoyable. (laughs) It was enjoyable. We have a comment on our page. By the way, guys, we have a new uh, community page on our YouTube channel. So if you want to start contributing there, we'll, we'll have some polls and sneak peeks of videos and, um, 
maybe some memes like images and stuff like that. Um, and I shared one today about uh, what do people think of Book of Boba Fett so far? I'd say most people said they love it. Um, a couple people said they hated it. A couple people said they haven't decided yet. Some people saying it's okay. And then about 10% of people said they're liking it more each episode. But we had an interesting comment from um, a user called O'Rain Foster who said, He's absolutely loving the show. He loves the humanization of Boba Fett and can honestly say Tamura Morrison is the best thing to happen to the character. I actually can see why he is and can be so beloved. Also loving the comic book references and insight into certain aspects of the original trilogy that I've always had questions about. And just like Mando, it's a great feeling to watch a live-action Star Wars project again. Can't wait for big surprises later on, especially the Dave Filoni episode. I totally agree with that. I think that's a really good analysis of how we feel so far. Um, it's great to have live action Star Wars content. Tamora Morrison is awesome. He's doing a fantastic job. And it is filling in those gaps and like telling more about the original trilogy, more information there, and then what happens after that we didn't have information into. So although there's parts of the show that like might miss and like we I, I'm not like, oh, that's the best thing ever. Like overall the show so far has been great in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I did notice the YouTube discussion page. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, that totally slipped my mind, but that is another great place for you guys to drop your comments. And we will link to that. If you guys want to share your insights on our YouTube, just a few other thoughts from people on Instagram, uh, hidden underscore scribble says, I think I'm the only person in existence who loves the designs of the bikes and their riders. Laughy face. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's and it, cool. That, yeah. Totally cool. <laughs> I mean, I, some people love some stuff. Some people hate it. Like I, I did not like the sequel trilogy. Some people loved it. So more power to you, whatever you want to enjoy. That's great. I just, the Power Ranger vibe was not doing it for me. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. Like we're allowed to, we're allowed to disagree on stuff. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, Hey, you're wrong on liking those. Like, how dare you like those? I don't care if you like them. It makes you happy. Good for you. That's awesome. It, it, and it, by the way, it does take guts to make decisions like that, just like it took guts to kill the Tusken Raiders, which like I think a lot of directors and writers wouldn't do because mm. maybe it would seem a little too dark or something. You got to make decisions like that. And sometimes they're a hit and sometimes they're a miss. And like uh, it goes the, it goes the same for the Power Ranger bikes. Like you got to take risks and do stuff that you feel is right for the show, you know, so do do what do what you need to do like what you like <laughs> lord licorice 1977 says um i'm ticked off that the sand people died yeah i mean i do i do kind of i feel where you're coming from lord licorice the sand people like dying that soon mm. um just felt a little strange because we just got to know them in the last episode i didn't feel like we got to know them well enough i was hoping for at least one more episode with them and we might get that with a couple of them being alive, like we discussed. But yeah, I generally, it was a little, um, a little sudden. Yeah, just about my thoughts on it. Amy Flow seven hundred two says, "I didn't love it like I loved episode two, but I can see how things are coming together." Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything like this episode did move the plot along. It's not like it was like, we're going to spend the entirety of this episode with the teen bikers and we're not going to focus on what's going on in the crime underworld. But they did bring in the other story elements like Boba needing to raise an army and what's going on with the pikes and what happened with the Tuscans. So it's like, while the episode wasn't a solid 100%, it still moved the story forward and it wasn't like staying stagnant or it wasn't like a side quest like, 
oh, go fight this guy and I'll give you this bit of information, which, you know, like the Mandalorian tended to do in a lot of episodes, you know, so. Yeah, and and that's a good point to make. And I think it's similar to, like, if you're going to go and watch a DJ, right? You go to a DJ set, you can't expect every song they play to be a banger. It's not just going to be banger after banger after banger after banger after banger, because then that dilutes the set and then the bangers don't really stand out on their own. You know, you're you're diluting the whole thing and you're making it not as like special when you do play a really good banger. It's the same with a TV show. You can't have every episode be the best episode with all this, like cram all this stuff in and make it the coolest thing with all these cameos. And um, you, sometimes you got to let it breathe a little bit. Sometimes you got to just move the story along and tell micro stories within that episode to build the character and build the world around it and develop things. And that's how I felt this episode was. There were some awesome nuggets in there and it it moved the show along very nicely, I thought, at the end of the day. Yeah. I have nothing more to add to that. I feel like this is going to be an episode of my responses to whatever you have to say because you are summing everything up so well and my response is just going to be, yep. <laughs> yep. We got a few more questions, so let's check them out. Jellyfish Jedi 21 says, Boba and the Rancor was the best part of the episode. Him and Omega are good with Rancors. Ha ha. <laughs> that's true good good call out there um, very good call I was, out. I was hoping maybe it would be the same rancor that we saw in bad batch but doesn't oh that would have been so awesome but they had to make danny Trejo the trainer yeah very good point maybe we'll see a live action omega at some point and uh they'll bond over the the Rancor training. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be like some how to train your dragon moment. How to train your like, rancor. How to train your rancor with Omega. That's, a, that's the name of the new episode that's next week is how to train your rancor. And it's just Boba Fett riding it. Just some inspirational music. <laughs> um, yeah, but... I really, this is a side note, but I really want to know Boba's reaction to having a sister, like a pure genetic copy, like another pure genetic copy of Django. Like, I want to know what his thoughts are on that. Like, does that rattle him? Does that shake him at all? Or is he kind of like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll either bring that up in, we'll either see an Omega in this next couple of episodes, or they will use that as a setup to season two if there is a season two. So they would mention something about Omega. Someone has information that she's somewhere and that's kind of a little cliffhanger. And then Boba's adventure is to go find her or something. Like I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm just interested to know what his impression of that that knowledge about her is. Like, I just want to know his opinion. Like, what are his thoughts on that? Is he like totally unfazed by it? It'd just be cool to see that dynamic and how that would you know, maybe change his opinion of Django or something. I don't know. Ooh, Hidden Scribble's got a couple more good theories. Hidden Scribble says, I have a feeling the Pikes framed, uh, I think it's the, the Kinton Striders, which is the name of the biker gang. I have a feeling the Pikes framed the Kinton Striders based on a bit of trailer footage. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. I don't know what trailer footage hidden scribble is talking about and now i'm gonna have to go do some digging but i actually yeah. didn't i didn't consider that the pikes could totally be framing them yeah why because of the turf uh, situation 
Yeah. So they just killed the Tuskens I, instead of having to deal with paying them tribute or whatever. Or yeah. I, I mean, that is an interesting theory because in Boba's little flashback, he remembers the the their little calling card whenever they raid a place. Right. And he does remember yeah. that. So it could have just been like, oh, it really was the Kinton Striders. Is that what? Yeah, Kinton Striders. It really just could have been them. But it's also likely that the Pikes could have framed them because the Pikes aren't exactly the best people. You know, they're not like nice people. Yeah. Like they will do what it takes to make sure that their business is thriving. And that means killing anybody who gets in their way. So I agree. Interesting thought, Hidden Scribbles. Hidden Scribble also says, could just be me, but the Pike's robe symbol looked like a mix with Crimson Dawns. Ooh, that, you know what? I might have to look that up because of that, that Pike guy Good that was out. wearing the nice... The nice outfit. Yeah. You know what? His, I got a his drip. Yeah. He had great drip. <laughs> no, no, I don't ever want to hear that from you again. I can't call Cad Bane attractive, <laughs> but then you go and say a pike has good drip. <laughs> he has good style. What can I say? He had a nice robe. Oh my god. He looks comfortable. Well, I'll give I'll fine. I'll give you that. He does look comfortable. It's a nice outfit. I, you know what? I don't know. I don't think I'm going to look this up right now, but I I could see that being very likely. I mean, as we saw in Clone Wars, once again, Maul was running Crimson Dawn. The Pikes were a part of that. So yeah, could we get some solo tie-ins as well with Kira? Maybe. Very good. I, very good uh, thought there. Hmm. That would be awesome if we got some tie-ins. Although I'm not the hugest solo fan, it would still be cool. Okay. Neither am I. I'm I'm just I'm trying to connect the dots as a as a Star Wars fan. I'm just pulling from all areas of Star Wars to make those connections. But cool. thank you guys for the questions. If you guys want to continue taking yeah, part guys. in this, uh, go to our YouTube. Go to our YouTube or just DM us on um, Instagram or Twitter or tweet at us or um, reply on our Instagram whenever we ask the question or email us at another Star Wars podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your theories, thoughts, and questions. But I think, I think that's it for, for this week. Don't forget to go follow us on all those said platforms that I just mentioned. We're on TikTok as well, um, at star underscore wars underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram and all that. Watch the videos on YouTube. Comment on the YouTube videos or comment your questions if you want and your theories. You guys leave great comments. Um, I really do enjoy reading those and I think Melissa does as well. And um, we can watch us on Spotify now as well. So leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please, if you enjoy the show. It really does help boost us up in the rankings and we appreciate it. And um, lets us know that you guys like what we're discussing here. So yeah, we'll see you guys next week for our reaction videos to episode four and a breakdown the week after that. Perfect. Once again, yep. <laughs> Matt has perfectly summarized everything that needed to be said on this episode. I should have just sat back and listened the entire time. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. See ya.